0: And welcome to the J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Fried, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We are back every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We're back, baby. Um, I was in San Diego, then I was in L.A. What a trip. Um, I, I was opening for Michelle Wolf. Some people came out to the San Diego shows. Great to have you there. Um, I... I Her shows have been fun. Michelle is going to be taping a special, and it's going to be great. So uh, I'm very excited to be a part of that in any way. And now I'm kind of next few weeks, I'll be off on my own. So I need you guys to come on out. That's how it works, baby. You listen to the show. You enjoy the show. I come to your town. I bring the Haas. You bring the friends, and we all feather each other's nuts live and in person. That's right, baby. I'm coming to Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm coming to Nashville, Town. Love Nashville, and Nashville's on a weird night, and I get it. Nashville's on Tuesday the 18th of June and the Wednesday the 19th of June. I get those nights are nights that I don't want to leave my couch. I get it. I'm with you. But let's make an exception. Let's make this the night. Let's make this the one Tuesday you do. Bring a friend. Bring a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Bring them all. Seattle. Seattle, I'm coming to laughs. The 28th and 29th. That's a Friday and Saturday night. That's not a a tough night to do. That's not tough to say, hey, what are you doing Friday? Nothing. Maybe a birthday thing. Maybe a, you know, just, uh, you know, they do the birthday thing. They try to tell you. Oh, I got a birthday thing, maybe. I don't know. What are you doing? That's their feel out. Well, you feel them out. Feel their nuts with a feather. Give them the gift of J-Train. Because if you like this show, your friends, and I say this about everything, we're all 10% away from each other. What you do is what the guy next door is doing with a little bit of different, you know, a little bit of extra seasoning on it. It ain't that different. Everyone thinks you're not a special snowflake. You're a very similar raindrop, okay? And that person that you think, well, I don't know, yes, they want to come. They want to laugh. And if you laugh at this, they're going to laugh at it too, 10% away. And if you're wondering, you know, well, I don't know how to show, go send anyone that you want to bring to any of the shows the Bachelorette preview that I did. It's on Instagram, Instagram. Um, you can also find it on Betches if you go search their site a little bit But the ones on Instagram is a nice little taste There's two different posts with ten contestants each If You know, that's an entertaining thing If they don't laugh at that, I don't know if I can help them I don't think anyone can help them You might not be able to be helped That's right If you can't get your ha on Not my problem Listen, people This is going to be an alone episode. That's right. Shelby's out, tuckered in. I tucked Shelby to sleep. I put him in his bed. I said, go to sleep, Shelby. It's going to be a J-Train special today. I told the guests, nah, ah, ah, ah. just J-Train today, me and you. The lights turned down. We're going to get through a lot of emails, okay? So I'm very excited to go through tons of emails we're going to keep moving quick and fast. This is one of those episodes I get through my inbox. And if you're enjoying this show, Patreon, 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 that's the best way to really enjoy what I'm doing. I know it's a lot. Listen, I, I get it. I'm, you're like, okay, I listen to this show twice a week. Let's say you listen to this show once a week, okay? You know, I'm not, not going to feather my own nuts. I get it. You got shit to do. But let's say you listen to You Up uh, once a week. Now you're like, oh, that's a lot of Jared. I, that's a lot. And then let's say you like the Bachelorette stuff. I can't believe. Listen, that's a lot of me. I get it. That's more than. That's more of me than I want. I don't want that much me. But I'm putting it out there because different strokes, different folks. Or the reverse, folks, strokes. I don't know. So, but Patreon is a great way to support what I am doing here. That is, uh, you know, that's putting... Three bucks a month. You get a bonus podcast every Sunday. Coffee with J-Train is one that I really enjoy doing. I really get my complaint on. That's where I put on my complaint pants. I'm really complaining. Dog owners. People making hot dogs at the beach at a beautiful hotel. I'm coming after everybody. That's right. Patreon.com slash Jared Three bucks a month, you get the. Uh, I blog about every episode. I give a little preview. Hey, this is what happened. This is what the guest was like. This is what it felt like in the room. Um, and then I give you uh, for every J Train episode, I give you a preview. And then on Sundays, you get that coffee J Train. The best part about the Sunday podcast is when you're in your own head. Sundays is a day where it's like, what did I do this weekend? What did I eat? What did I drink? What am I doing with my life? What does next week hold for me? And and I get it. I, I'm there with you. I I I I know the audience for this show. I know the audience because I am the audience. That's right. I am the audience. That's how I leave every room. That's how I leave when I when like my manager, you know, manager says, What are you doing? I am the audience. Don't tell me. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how I act. <laughs> If I bomb on stage, I am the audience. I know what they need. That's, that's going to be me 30 years from now. 30 years from now, hopefully not eating out of, you know, a cat, eating cat food. If you sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Uh, every Sunday, I'm, let me be the thoughts that take over your brain space. That's the beauty of a podcast. Let someone else lift the load. Let's do some emails. Send them in. Keep sending them in. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Coming to Nashville. Coming to Worcester. Coming to Seattle. Those three places. We need some tickets sold. So if you're sitting on your hands being like, oh, I'll just get them at the door. Get them now. Let's do that. Jaredfree.com. Jaredfree.com. You can send your emails. Jtrainpodcasts at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. What would Jared do, considering this is an alone episode? This is a good one to start with. Uh, Jared, classic Shelb, going back, get, be get right to the nitty gritty. The longtime listeners at this point, uh, with dating slash men, I often take a mindset of what would Jared tell me to do. This past weekend, I was faced with a modern dating situation where I employed the WWJD method and thought it would be fun to see if I nailed it or not. All right, this is this is one of those questions that, you know, it's it's kind of like when someone asks the professor a question, but then it's just the question is so like it, it it's just them showing off that they know everything. Remember in college or if you're in college now, someone raise their hand. So if the answer to C, would you agree that the answer to D D, to the test is D because this happened, that happened and this happened? Oh, you'd agree. Okay, I'll just sit back. I'm a genius. You know, it has the taste of that. So but let's see. Flashback late November 2018. So this is. Right now, it is uh, May 2019, so, okay, so earlier in the fall, late fall, match with a guy on Hinge, met met up on a night out, great time, vibe well, had a drunk makeout, each went to our respective homes at the end of the night, the next day, he texted, asked to get together for a more formal date later in the week, our schedules just happened to be total opposite that week, and this was also a time right before my graduate program was going to get insanely busy in combination with equally crazy work schedule. I knew I wasn't going to have time or, more importantly, the energy I wanted to give this guy, so I decided it wasn't worth it, either of our time trying to reschedule at that point in time. Rather than bore him with the details and express his sentiment, I just told him I'm sorry for our conflicting schedules and left it at that. After that, I deleted Hinge and basically said to hell with dating for the next few months. Flash forward to this past weekend, May 2019, I redownloaded Hinge as I graduated from the aforementioned graduate program. Congrats. So now I have more time uh, to date. Still apparently on the app, this guy matched with me again, and I decided to shoot him an Instagram DM rather than on Hinge as we still follow each other on there. After a little chit-chat back and forth, I told him I'd love to finally grab a drink with you. Now that I've got some free time on my hands to sort of call back to my previous unavailability, I just sent that message last late last night, and I'm waiting for his reply, if anything comes at all. So I figured since he got turned down, quote-unquote, last time, I needed to extend the olive branch if I wanted to get a mulligan. Anything that you would have suggested I do differently? Um, no, I, <coughs> I think that's the move. I, I think um, a lot of times... Um, I think that move is great. You put yourself out there. um, Just don't be surprised with what the recipe uh, makes. Don't put together, you know, flour and water and be surprised it made bread, if that makes sense. So, right now, she's giving a scenario where they made out on the street, fun, tried to make a set. You know, also, again, the 10% rule. What you're doing, he's doing. So, when you were like, when you let it off the hook, so did he. When you said, I, you know, oh, I'm so busy, he also let you be busy. So when we do these things, remember that. Remember, like I've had many situations where the girl's like, oh, I'm so busy. And I, and I just let them go and let them make the excuse so I'm not the bad guy. So I'm just saying, don't be surprised that when you reach back out, this guy, you don't really know the full story on him. This isn't you were busy, he was ob- obsessed with you. This is you were busy, he let you say you were busy. We don't know what his level of interest is. So don't so when you go back to these people and you give them a chance to redeem themselves, don't be surprised like if if this if this worked out where he wrote back would love to get drinks, let's get drinks. And then you get drinks and then you guys make out again. You end up having sex because you trust him because you've already gone on one great date. This is actually date 17 because of the amount of time that's passed. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You, if you want to go out with this guy, get your fuck on, have a great time. Hey, get it, girl. Not going to stop you. Not going to judge you. Not going to be upset with that. But if you go on this date and then you go, well, all this, well, he won't make the second date. Yeah, he didn't make the second date before either. You weren't the only one that gave the busy excuse. He let you give the excuse. So tread lightly. Don't be surprised if he gets back and goes, well, and, and, and also uh, so gets back to you and says, oh, no, that sounds great. I can do drinks this week, then cancels, then tries to meet up late night. Because we don't know what he was looking for. So don't confuse your excuse for his jtrainpodcast.gma.com yeah and I do think she made all the right moves but like you can make all the right moves and that doesn't get you what maybe you want um, I'm just I, and I know I'm getting ahead of her email but I get these messages all the time where they'll say well if I do this this and that does it equal blank and it's like no that's not how life works life doesn't one plus one isn't two in matters of love That sounds like a, (laughs) that sounds like it would be an old Detroit Motown song. One plus one doesn't equal love. One plus one ain't the math of love. That was more like, that was more like Vegas crooner. Tell me what you think, J Train Podcast at jima.com. We're going straight through the inbox. It's just J Train today. JJT, just J Train today. Ooh, this is a long one, but this is the time. Oh, my God. You got to. Come on, please. Can I give a, just a, a, a plea to the audience? Keep these to one paragraph that's the size of thumb to middle finger that's how long it should be because it, it really but this one actually is a fun one my ex asked me to rate his looks on a scale of one to ten how does one answer this dumbass question oh my penis just ran inside of me you know that's you know the you know the sound of the flintstones getting the car revved up that's what my penis sounded like how quickly it ran inside of me that would be the worst oh Jared, new listener, making my way through all of the episodes. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, I think you're hilarious. I have a great perspective on dating scenarios. Love the advice you give. I wanted to write in to tell you about a recent experience I had with an ex-boyfriend. Hear your thoughts on the situation. Get your opinion on how I should have handled it. Met this guy on Hinge, January. Turns out he lived one street over from me. The Things moved pretty quickly. We hung out almost every day for two weeks. Uh, winters in Chicago are lonely. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You don't have to... But ultimately led to a crash and burn in our relationship by moving too quickly before really getting to know each other and ending things about a month and a half later. I, whatever, Carrie Br- uh, Bradshaw. I, I know you're writing out, you know, the love story that wasn't, um, but yeah, you, you, you fucked real quick. He felt, uh, you know, he wanted casual from the beginning and uh, then you have to stay in it for a month and a half at least until you can end this shit. To give some background information on, on him that I think is important, 28 has had three serious relationships that all ended because his ex cheated on him. Woo. The worst being him finding out six months after he married his ex-wife that she had been cheating on him for years. They've been together since he was 17. Woo. This guy's got some, got some skeletons in the closet. Needless to say, he had some insecurity issues because of his past, which I can empathize with. For a change of scenery, he moved uh, to Buffalo, from Buffalo to Chicago last summer. And according to him, I was the first person he ever really did or was into since his divorce a couple years ago. Okay. Well, it all makes sense now that he would, things would move quickly and then crash and burn. Because for one thing, people do what they're used to doing. If you're a long-term relationship guy who's looking to get back out there, you actually like long term relationship guy. That's how you know that's how you know how to have game. That's the thing. People you, you know the game you have. Some guys know how to be, you know, really good at casual and, and to make a girl like them while being casual or a guy. But you can go both ways. It doesn't matter the sex. And and other people are really good at making you feel loved and liked, but only in the boyfriend way. From the beginning of our short relationship, he was a little too needy for me. Exactly. He, he's repeating what he had. Uh, I'm a 27-year-old woman that's been single for year four years, only dating casually since breaking up with my ex-boyfriend of three years in college, so jumping into a serious relationship after being alone for so long was an adjustment for me. What ultimately led to our breakup was the fact that he never felt like I was that into him no matter how much I said I was. Ooh, a few of the reasoning listed below. I shopped separately at Target when we went shopping there on our fourth date and didn't walk the aisles with him. That's a little much. Uh, We went shopping downtown and I didn't kiss or hold his hand during the entire time we're out in public. Okay, this is a little crazy. These these are all reasons he gave that she didn't feel into him. I never acted excited enough about sex, which you wouldn't either if you're a woman and he never did foreplay. Okay, talking a little shit now. (laughs) Lay off him. Even if I had asked uh, or told him what I liked, he'd ignore me. Do it begrudgingly or get overly self-conscious. Yeah, this guy's got, you know, this guy's got issues. Lastly, the rating. And this is the major reason for my email to you. One day we were lying in bed and he asked how I would rate his looks on a scale of 1 to 10. I couldn't believe he was even asking me this question. In hindsight, I don't think I should have even answered, but I did. Yeah, I I don't answer that question. That's a stupid... It's a stupid question, but that doesn't deserve an answer. What really bugged me about him was that he was a combination of insecure deep down but overly arrogant about his looks, maybe overcompensating. Yes, that's what people do. When they're very self-conscious, they'll tell you, they'll be the first ones to go, well, I'm the best looking here. Yeah, that means he's just checking in with everyone to see how much people disagree. It's like, oh, it's like... Going around being like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm so fat. No, you're not. Instead of, you know, you go, I'm so fat. And someone goes, Well, you could lose a few. You know, oh, my God. You know? He was so, uh, so I rated him a 7 out of 10 on looks. He's a good-looking guy. However, between us, he hasn't lifted a weight or been to the gym since 2019. I don't need to date a bodybuilder, but I like guys who are active and semi-fit. But I also like to have fun and aren't afraid of carbs. So that was a minus one point there. Second, he's balding, which will... And will probably just need to fully shave his head soon. Another minus one point in my book. I know you probably think I'm an asshole for that. I would date a bald guy, just to be clear. L- looks aren't as important to me as personality and sense of humor. But a full head of hair is more attractive. And lastly, minus one point for making me that asking that, me that fucking question because that just showed me a side of his personality I don't like. He was so upset about the rating. He said that statistically, if he walked into any bar in Chicago, he would be top 5% of the most attractive men in the room. Oh, man. Can you imagine this conversation? And that he cared what I think of him, and I shouldn't, should have rated him higher. Don't ask the question, then. He even talked to his girlfriends about this. His girlfriends back in Buffalo, and the girl he hangs out with in Chicago uh, think I'm crazy and would rate him a 9, according to him. Yeah, according to him. And according to them, to him. They're not going to look at him and go, yeah, you're 7-2. Like, they're not fucking him. I didn't tell him any of my friends about the rating until we broke up because I found this whole situation to be embarrassing for him. To make me feel better at the time, I tried telling him that, uh, that he's a 12 out of 10 for the complete package of looks, personality, morals. I would also rate myself a 6 out of 10 on looks, so I gave him one point higher than I would rate myself. Oh, the, that feels like a lie. When you tell someone, yeah, you're a 7 out of 10. No, but I'm a 6 out of 10. That's not what you believe. We know That doesn't come off as honest. Um, at the end of the day, the fact that he asked me this question and the way he responded made me even more unattractive to him. Who does this? What do you think about him asking the question? How should someone respond if asked? Thanks in advance for your thoughts. P.S. Since we broke broken up, I've seen him five times, and he's told me almost every time that even though I was never that into him, every other girl in Chicago is. Yeah, this guy is really self-conscious. He even went as far as to tell me how he was sleeping on average with 3 to 4 girls a week. Yeah, this guy, I mean, he needs to see some he needs to seek help. Yeah, you die and then she gives her Instagram handle for a uh classic Shelb uh lookalike, also leaving his handle in case you're wondering what he- Oh, yeah, I'm definitely wondering what he's looking like. Uh Shelby, here's what I want you to do. And I'm going to forward this email to Shelby while while I sit here. Shelby, if you could pop in right now with the alike for the guy and the girl. You look like Adrena from The Hills. And he looks like if they named The Bachelor like an Italian guy from Chicago... He would be his similar-looking but less attractive brother. I guess they'd show during Hometowns. I'm going to look her up. Here she is. She's very cute. I wouldn't give her a 6 out of 10 at all. She's cute. Yeah, she's cute. I mean... I mean a lot of times like people ask me for ratings on this podcast cuz they know that we have a rating system here on the podcast that people use. It's the area code method face body personality and we and people say it to give but I you know I I I think it's funny the rating system. Um I don't think it's like I don't really take it that seriously. Okay, so I'm looking at him and I'm looking at her and To me, they would make sense as a couple. I would never look at him and her. I would say, "I'm trying." This is Shelby's game. Shelby's probably already given a celebrity lookalike for her. I'd love to hear his as well. Uh, But she's very cute, and he's a good-looking dude who's in shape. And yeah, he's he's definitely going to be bald. um, But I wouldn't say that he's like. You know, got a bad body. He's definitely skinny, Um, but also he's got like a Doug funny nose thing going on. But I, other than that, I mean, whatever. They're both like seeing them together. I wouldn't go. What the hell is going? What? How much money does he have? You know, I wouldn't say that. And I know that's an unfair thing to say of a couple. But you know, I've never really heard the opposite said where someone goes how much money does she have for him you know you don't really see that i'm just saying societally that type of thing i wouldn't give her a six out of ten though i'd say that anybody you know both of them are good-looking people um i also think both of them aren't good-looking enough for ratings to be even i'm trying to say this the most correct way not correct but like you know, when you rate someone, like, it's all, like, I don't think you would look at them and go, like, there's certain people you look at and you go, that's a 10, that's a model, that's a, that's someone that is literally better looking than everyone I've ever seen. These people fall in line with, okay, there's a couple that's a good looking couple and they would look nice on their wedding day together. It's not going to happen now, but I mean, here's my one issue. The way I would have answered this, if someone was like, what's my rating? I would go... You're my ten. I'm with you. Like I, I would always present it in that way. Like I'm with you. So being in the bed with you makes you good looking to me. What I would say if someone seriously asks you for a rating now they're seriously have a a confidence issue. This kid obviously has a and he has a confidence issue that like it's not even like this kid is like. An obese person, or like needs a bag put over his head, so that 's when you know this runs really deep, so i would I would walk away from that going, and I do understand where she goes. It made me unattracted to him, and if that should tell everyone out there that if you're asking these questions it's unattractive you're making yourself look bad to the other person. And you should maybe talk to someone that's a professional that can help you get through these things they, because it's all deep-rooted to family stuff and the way you grew up and all that stuff. And that all makes sense. But if you're sitting here, if you're sitting in the bed with someone, you have to know that there's a reason you're in the bed with them. Whatever that reason is, they're into it. And it, and it might not be a good reason. You, it might not be a reason you like, you know? Like, it's like, you know, the this whole idea, I always talk about, like, some, you're someone's foot. And the whole thing of you're someone's foot is there are people online masturbating to a foot, okay? So someone out there, are enough people are into foot, feet, that there's a whole category of feet porn, okay? So someone might be with you because they're like, the, you have the feet that I've been dreaming of. And you might look at that and go, ugh, stop it, you know? And it's like... It's one of those things where it's like you want to, you know, you want to enjoy a hot dog without knowing what goes into making the hot dog. This to me, when you ask to be rated, or you, and then I, the problem I have with her response: if someone asks me to rate them, she goes, "I rate him a seven out of ten on looks." You should not be sitting there actually rating them. The mistake she made and I don't know if she said this to him but this is horrifying is if she was like well you haven't been to the gym since 2009 so that's a minus one. I'd be like okay, okay, enough. We don't have to do this math. You know? (laughs) You're balding and so that's another minus one. Plus who asked this question that's another minus one. And like you're taking out a calculator. It's like you need to be more fun than he could be about this. Like you need to be so fun about this that it's ridiculous. Like... You know, I talked about opening for Michelle a lot of times. Uh, the people, there's a group of people that come to Michelle's shows that know her from the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That that in their own minds, they're like, it, it kind of feels like they're there for you know a, a rally, like you know. And then I come out on stage, you know, you know, Joe, you know, I look like the, the you know the face of the Me Too movement. You know, I look like the face of the patriarchy. I just look like someone they hate already. And they're like a little, you know, you could see like a couple people are just like, ugh, get this bro off the stage. This isn't what I came for. And there was one time uh, that there was a girl in the front who literally just wouldn't even make eye contact with the stage. She was staring down at the ground angrily. And I go, and I went up to her, I go, are you okay? And the thing is with anyone that's acting childlike is you need to treat them like a child. And the same thing with this guy where he's like, well, what's my rating? He's acting like a child. He is not being a mature adult. So you need to out to treat him as a child would be treated. And make fun of how stupid this thing is. It's like when you're, like a kid wants to run away from home, you go, goodbye, have fun. Tell the world I said hi. And then he walks three steps down the street and he starts crying and he comes back because he realizes he has no other options. I think the same goes for this guy. The same goes for the girl that's staring. at I went up to the girl staring at the ground. I go, are you okay? What's on the ground? What are you looking at? And she, at that point, I'm not trying to make her feel badly. I'm trying to look, make her realize how ridiculous it is to judge someone that badly that, it, that you can't even make, you can't even look at them on stage. And that's kind of the same with someone saying, well, rate me. Well, your balls are a 10. I would, I would put your balls up against any other balls in the country. You got Olympic-style balls. I've never seen balls so smooth. You don't make about their balls. And then you go, well, I'm not rating you. This is stupid. Stop being a child. J Train Podcast. At gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored, people. Whoo! This is the time of year to be sponsored by this company, Brooklinen. Brooklinen. I'll tell you this. Right now, it's spring. It's getting into summer. Renewal. Refresh. You're graduating college. You're graduating grad school. Maybe you have a new job. Maybe you've quit your job. Now's the time for new sheets. Now's the time to live a better You. Brook linen is the best sheets I've ever put, felt in my body. I really enjoy them. I enjoy what they do. I love the feeling of sheets when I stay at a fancy hotel. And I love that feeling so much I wanted to bring it home with me. But it shouldn't be as expensive and a hassle to buy sheets like that. Excuse me. However, once you start looking, you'll realize betting is marked up 300%. Brooklinen offers luxury sheets without the luxury price tag. Brooklinen was named Best of Online Betting by Ho- Good Housekeeping. Brooklinen is the fastest-growing betting company in the world with rave reviews from Business Insider, Apartment Therapy, and Men's Health. Here, all of this is to say I absolutely love the Luxatine sheets. They're the best seller, and I can tell you why. These sheets are buttery soft and feel cool to the touch. That's a big thing. This time of year, you get the Brooklyn and sheets, you throw them in the washer dryer, you pull them out, you put them on the bed. You're like, okay, renew, refresh. Nothing feels better than getting into a cool, freshly made bed, and Brooklyn and makes that experience top notch i'm telling you from experience right now you guys need to go order and i'm going to give you some free money my brooklyn and sheets are the best most comfortable sheets i've ever slept on now it's time for you to upgrade you gotta upgrade if you have the same sheets for the last year you, you're making a huge mistake brooklyn.com is giving an exclusive offer for just my listeners get 10 percent off your first order and And free shipping when you use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN at BrooklynN.com. BrooklynN is so confident that their products, uh, in their products, that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. That's a big deal. Towels, too. Towels, people. Towels get smelly, musty. You need new ones. Stop it. I'm I'm looking at you right in the eye. I can tell you need new ones. The only way to get 10% off your first order and free shipping is to use promo code Jtrain. That's promo code Jtrain at brooklinen.com. That's b r o o k l i n e n.com. Promo code Jtrain. Brooklyn, these really are the best sheets ever. Don't sleep on that offer, people. That is a summertime get your stuff together offer. Jtrain podcast at jima.com. J train podcast at gmail.com who my ex and I are sexting a lot we live in different states I'm in LA and he's in Boston but we send sex and FaceTime provocatively lol all the time whenever I'm there we hook up in three years three times in the last five months I love the attention of being in L.A. and uh, working a very demanding job. I don't have a lot of time to date with the apps uh, anymore. And whenever I go out, it's, uh, it is more about me and my friends. And most of the guys here are not my type. I love FaceTiming him, but I still don't think I ever get, got over him. He's had a few girlfriends since me, but I haven't had anything serious. So anyways, my need for my advice is this. All my friends hate the fact that I've let him back in my life at all. I can't talk t- about him to anyone and part of me knows this can't be right if everyone thinks it's wrong. But I'm not looking for anything relationship-wise right now and it's making me happy. What do you think of the situation from a male perspective? Well, I will say this. it's I know you come to this podcast because I'm not your friend. You come to this podcast because I don't have to look at you in the eye and see how you respond to some tough love. And I'm happy you write in. But when I hear this guy has had other girlfriends and he's sexting you a lot and you're FaceTiming and, it's, and you're calling it sexting, so I'm going to assume you, the basis of your calls aren't to see how your mother's doing. When your friends say they, when your friends, when you can't even talk about it in front of your friends, that means that they know that this isn't healthy. So I'm going to be on their side on this one. And listen, if you could go in front of your friends and be like, if you could talk about it, if you'd be like, oh, we just sexed it again, it's been so much fun. They go, oh, that's so, oh, okay, of course. Like people get why people smoke a cigarette every now and again. People get. Why people get too drunk every now and again? No one. The moment everyone goes, "Hey, uh, you, we can't drink with you because it's getting dangerous to you." That's when you have to start listening. Same goes for sexting. So for this guy, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to tell you the reason he sexts you because he knows that you will never think he's an asshole he can, this is a relationship that will never get more than this and you let me re- go back a little bit i'm not you when when you sex with someone that's miles away boston to la you know there's an out you can disappear at any time if you text him and go hey i haven't heard from you in a while he'll go and he can just ghost and go away without ever having to maybe see you in a bar. It's just an easy out. And what you're offering each other is comfort and loneliness. The minute he gets a girlfriend, you're going to notice those sex are going to go away. And right now, and some people can do that. Some people can sext all day long, then go out at night and meet new people and have new friends and all this stuff. Some people can't. And I think what your friends are saying is that maybe you're one of those people who can't. Some people can't text and sext and then, and then go from, okay, I'm done with this dude for now. Now let's go out and meet new people. To me, it's holding you back from meeting new people. You say no one in LA is your type. No one in the second largest or the, one of the largest cities in the country is your type. I think you're closing off a whole city because of a few bad experiences. Maybe you're not going to the right places. Maybe you're not looking up from your phone enough. Maybe you're looking so, down so much to see what Boston guy's is doing, especially having just got back from L.A. and San Francisco, uh, and San Diego. Having a girlfriend, it's been t- it's not easy texting with someone while on those times. The schedules just don't add up. When when you're ready to sext, you know he's in bed. He's at his late. Look at the schedule. More importantly, look at the hours that match up. You're out. The times that you're sexting with him. Let's say it's 11 o'clock. It's 2 a.m. for him. He's already not fucked. So he has the, fr- that's why he's finding girlfriends. His, his time to find new, new girls isn't taken over by you because you're not sexting at, at 3 p.m when he's going out and meeting new people during a happy hour. You are sexting during the times that you would be meeting new people. Because I know that when I go uh, on the road and I'm texting with my girlfriend, I'm three hours behind and I and I. and it's tough to do. It's tough because... And, and then there'll be points where she'll be, you know... She'll be, you know, quote-unquote sexting me and I'll be like, ah, fuck, I'm like... I'm in the middle of, you know, working. I'm in the middle of doing a show. Like, I'm not they're you know sitting over the i'm not like running to the toilet to go masturbate in the middle of a fucking show and she'll get upset with me because she'll be like well you know i'm trying to be you know i'm trying you know you're not really giving me anything love me you know give me something back and i'm going and it's just we're on two different schedules right now and that's fine that but you know relating this to your issue of course he's having new girlfriends Because his time that he'd be meeting new people isn't taken over by you. You and his time is at the most convenient for him to have a a sexting buddy. I just came from the West Coast. I can totally understand how this would happen. To me, you got to stop it. I know it makes you happy, but I think it makes you happy to have someone out there liking you. And the person out there liking you is a ghost. He will always fuck you when he comes to visit, when you come to visit. That ain't going away unless he gets a girlfriend. And he's getting a girlfriend, whether you're sexting him or not. So your trips back to Boston, you'll be fine if you want to fuck if you go if you stop texting now, you'll be fine. Like, listen to me because he's gonna get a girlfriend either way jTrainpodcast at gmail.com jTrainpodcast at gmail.com let's do. Jared, recently moved to Denver and loving the dating scene. Denver, I love Denver. I want to get out there. We're going to do shows in Denver at some point. I did one live podcast with Colton, but I think we got we to gotta get back out there. The guys I've been out with have been fun, interesting, respectful, cute, and seemingly very into me. I've really lucked out. Well, except the guy who spent 20 minutes explaining his first prostate exam. Well, maybe you want a finger in the butt. I don't really talk to the guys much between dates, especially when the next date is set. I've run into a problem, though. After plans are made for the third or fourth date, when I reach out to confirm a few days later, they cancel and tell me they're not interested anymore. What gives? Is this just a product of the tapest generation? I like these guys, but I but do I really need to do more to keep the next ones interested? Uh, also, I saw you maybe a year ago at one of your stand-up shows in Chicago I may have drank a little too much and I may have had also have had a sex dream about you the night before. OK, thanks. Uh, so I definitely felt weird considering I'd never met you and probably acted weird by saying nothing and squeezing limes into your drinks. OK, maybe that happened. But the show is hilarious. I had a great time. Oh, OK, good. And still love the bi weekly podcast. Thanks for all you do. Um, so. I'll say this. The reason guys cancel on the third to fourth date is because we consider that you being like, this is the, con- we're making a contract with you. I'm sorry. And if that's just the, that's the answer. When I get to, you know, if it's first date, drinks, we make out on a street okay, cool, then I try to set thing. I would try, what I would do is try to set something up for the weekend, it doesn't work out, well, let's do dinner this week, okay, cool, now you're playing it great, like, if, if, if this was the, if, if the, if this is the scenario, okay, I'll, I'll give you the guy and girl scenario, I go, I say, let's do drinks, we get drinks, we have fun, there's a connection, then the next that weekend, I say, "Hey, what are you doing this weekend?" And you say, "I have birthday stuff, whatever." And I go, "Oh, well, I'm going to be out. Let's let's check in." Nothing happens that weekend. Then you're texting me Sunday, "Let's do something this week." Okay, we do something on Thursday. We get dinner. We hang out. Maybe we maybe we make out again. Okay, at that point, casual is out the window. And I know you're saying, "Well, the, well, you're getting ahead of yourself." All the guys are. We're all thinking the same thing. At that point, if that second date doesn't produce fruit, and by fruit, I mean a blowjob that weekend, now you're like, okay, well, what, what are we doing here? I can go on the app and find someone that's looking for the crazy casual thing that I was looking for date one rather than go to date three where it would include, th- that it has already the two other dates that make me f- look more interested than I am. Every There's a brand of dude. there's a lot of guys on these apps just looking for that one night craziness that leads to six months of fucking to be a stopgap. That, and when you don't get that gig you move on to try and find the girl who will offer that. So, I mean, to me, my, this is my answer to her. I don't think she should change anything at all because right now she's holding on to her standard, which is totally fine. Your standard is, I'm going on these dates. I'm having a great time. They're interesting, fun, and respectful. Then the third date comes wrong and they don't want to do another date. And it's like, yeah, because they were looking for something more casual than you were looking for, which you should never apologize for. Move on. It's not personal jtrainpodcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com on the subject of sex we're sponsor people I love this sponsor because I really do believe that if you're a couple listening to this podcast this is a sponsor you should be using right now because a lot of people are wondering how do I spice up my sex life how do I do something different what isn't every sexual experience like what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Missionary. That's how they all work out. How do you make a change? Adam and Eve is how. Okay? AdamandEve.com. Listeners of J-Train get a very special offer. For a limited time only, go to AdamandEve.com. That's AdamandEve.com. You'll get 50% off. Yeah, I said 5 5-0, 50. 50% off just about any item. When you select your item at 50% off, You'll also receive six free adult DVDs plus 10 tantalizing free mystery gifts. Okay. So if I'm sitting at home right now, Joe, Joe, Joe J train, Joe J train listener, and I have, uh, and I'm dating Sally J train listener, or Sally knows about J train and vice versa, Sally J train listener and Joe knows about, I would say to them, okay. Saturday, let's do something fun. You go on AdamAndEve.com, use promo code JTrain, okay? I'll go on AdamAndEve.com, I'll use promo code JTrain. We'll both buy a surprise for each other. That's that means you'll get double the mystery gifts, double and fifty percent off, and and double the free DVDs. That's a whole lot of fucking for you two. Top it off, they'll even throw in free shipping for your entire order. So free shipping too. You can always feel secure because you always get 90-day risk-free returns when you shop at AdamandEve.com. So go to AdamandEve.com. Use code JTrain, JTrain, JTrain at checkout. That's JTrain, J-T-R-A-I-N at AdamandEve.com. Use code JTrain at AdamandEve.com. Save 50% off your first item. I would do that with a girlfriend. Go right now. Both of you guys get it together because that is a fun night. Unwrap the gift. Boom. Ooh. I want to have an affair. Help. Female email. Dear J Train, I'm a 27 year old married woman on the verge of an affair. Right now I have the illusion of stability in my marriage, but inside I'm feeling as unstable as they come. I need real ways to channel my unhinged desire to slam the shit out of men other than my husband before I burn my life to the ground. Ugh. My husband is perfect, read, saint-like, honorable human, but I'm the slut that wants to get her jollies on the side. My fantasies are brutal, like a drug relapse. I can't tell if it's because something in my marriage is missing in my marriage or because I can only be uninhibited and free in an affair type situation I can never admit these urges to my husband because I'm not sure there's really a way to ethically satisfy them ethically it's not like I have crazy kinks I just want to feel excited seen sexy wanted needed alive and it doesn't seem possible with him he's happy with how things are and can't seem to let loose. And be wild with me. Like the other night I tried going down on him in the car and he shut me down because he was it was against the rules. Ew, these Sometimes two people have just two totally different You know, sometimes two people with sex are just like two puzzle pieces that don't match. Like you're both into fucking, but just in totally different ways. And it's just like it's like two people try you know, it just never the dance moves never go together. Like What she's writing in, my first instinct is to be like, you guys got to talk this out. But then when he says against the rules, she put it in quotes like that's someone that's maybe on a different sex wavelength. It's like he tries to subside my wild side, leaving me frustrated, ashamed, bored and alone. I've talked to him, begged him to loosen up, tried to get him to drink more, hoping things would be more fun. But I realized that this is who he is. Everything else, including the sex, is pretty good that it seems crazy to walk away from. But right now I'm going insane. I'm afraid the second I get the right mix of attention and opportunity from someone, I'll pull the trigger. That probably means yeah. Enter my sexy Israeli trainer. Ooh, here comes the here comes the mishpucha. Built like a silverback gorilla with an ass carved from marble. <laughs> She's like written her own <laughs> her own sex novel. There's a palpable sexual energy, and I feel wanted and I want him in an animalistic sense. He's not, quote unquote, better than my husband, just distracting enough and giving me enough attention to awaken these, this feeling. This has happened with many men, and sadly, it doesn't take much to get me going. It's one thing to fantasize, but I can actually see myself falling through with it. Even if I don't, there are men everywhere, so this is bound to happen again. So what do I do? Am I, why am I so fucked up? Why am I so fucked up that I would actually do this? Am I only wired to be naughty in naughty situations? Is this sick thrill my only option? I can't. So I I feel for this person cuz they're being very hard on themselves. I I don't believe they're a sick person. I think you know especially like especially when something's held away you want it more. I do understand the idea that like this is a perfect per. A lot of times when I'm not going to tell her to end her marriage, but I'm saying in a hypothetical sense, someone can be great and also not great for you. It's and that's something to not be embarrassed about. If they don't have kids together, I think you need to have a real conversation with how you're feeling. I think it doesn't have to, and I think it doesn't have to be, I want to fuck my Israeli trainer. I don't think that, that's, that's not the conversation. The conversation to me is that she wrote a sentence here, um... she wrote that she wants to be, uh, I just want to feel excited, seen, sexy, wanted, needed, alive, and it doesn't seem possible with him. I think that's the sentence that needs to be discussed. Not, you know, and then, like, you know, so then, so there's two things I would go to him with. I think the, you need to let him know that this isn't just a sexual fantasy. This is actually hurting the relationship. Because, because, Saying you want to, you you know, that you want to fucking you want to blow him in the car, is can be cartoonized. It can be, it can be made to be small when it isn't. Do you? You're saying it's not small, but he might not might not understand that. He's saying, "Fuck it, I'm not getting blown in the car. Stop it." That's what he's saying no to. But when you say, "Hey, I don't feel excited, seen, sexy, wanted, needed, alive." with you right now that's something that's taken seriously so i think you need to give him the opportunity to have that conversation with you and then you can reference hey when i tried to go down on you in the car you said it was against the rules the, you know against the rules differs from me as far as a lifestyle concern and if that because so the, you know I want I don't feel sexy and seen combined with against the rules is something that really worries me about how different we see this relationship. That's a different conversation than why won't you let me blow you in the car. So give him the respect and the the opportunity to discuss these things. Because right now it's not about the Israeli trainer or the other men out there, it's about you figuring out is this that we're just not communicating about our sex life or is it a greater issue that the non-communication about our sex life means that this marriage doesn't work. But there are steps. It's not just go fuck the trainer. It's, it's have a real conversation instead of the one about you blowing him in the car. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Here's a hypothetical. Let's do a hypothetical. If you can do one thing without suffering consequences, what would you do? I'd eat without gaining weight. If this is yours, what would your second option be? Feather, feather. Who? I think eat without gaining weight is probably mine. Um, Especially considering, you know, I have a girlfriend now. We've worked out, you know, the birth control. Probably while I was dating is fuck without consequences of STDs or babies. But I'm not really in that stage of life anymore. That would have been, (coughs) that would have been my answer way, way back. But, Now the eat without gaining weight would be one. Drink, drink without gaining weight. Because right now I haven't drank since, uh, if I'm looking at the calendar, I haven't drank in about two weeks since Cinco de Mayo. So I haven't drank since the fifth and I've felt so much better uh, I My pants are fitting a little bit better. It all feels like it's connected. Um, so that would be drink without consequences, would be another one. Let's do another one. Is it too late to define the relationship? Jared Shelby, an amazing OKP. Classic Shelby. Cue the music. It's a chick email. I'm 27, been dating a guy I met on Hinge for the past 10 months solid 668 face body personality. Question is, is it too late to define the relationship? He's dope. He's done everything to make me feel like his girlfriend. Hangouts all the time, exchange Christmas presents, birthdays together, birthdays spent together. This past week he even invited me to his parents' house for a week this summer. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. How do I ease my anxieties without making it awkward? I think um I appreciate the email, but it's this is such a female thing, where it's like ten months. You're going. What will change? And then the, with this label, what will change? What are you getting out of the label? You're getting your anxieties. You need to look in the mirror and go. I'm a great catch. You know. Here's the thing. You're gonna get hurt. Everyone who's putting themselves out there is going to get hurt. The only way to not get hurt: stay at home, hide under the sheets, don't fucking talk to anybody, don't date, don't don't meet anybody new. That's how you don't get hurt. You got to live your life knowing that hurt is going to come, and from the hurt you'll get, you'll learn, and from the learn you'll find better, and things will work out. But a lot of people are, li- you know. If he tells you, well, you're my girlfriend, okay, now what? Are you better now? You got the things. Dating 10 months, everyone's hanging out, Christmas gifts, week with the parents. It feels like things are moving along. Why don't you just start calling him your boyfriend? Because you call him your boyfriend because that's what he is to you. Hey, this is my boyfriend, blankety-blank. If he looks at you and goes, what? We're not boyfriend, girlfriend? This is it? you got to start driving the bus because that's fucking hot, one. It's it's really not that attractive when anyone looks at you and goes, well, what are we? What are What are we? What are we to you? You have standards. Is this relationship meeting your standards? Yes? Good. Are you happy? Yes? Good. Are you getting the hangouts that you think should come out of this? Hand- yes. Okay. You're in a relationship. Stop it. Stop being a child. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Cart before the horse. We'll do one more email before we go. Um, listen, people. J train podcast every Tuesday and Friday. We're going to have guests on Friday. Um, if you can go to my The Bachelorette, if you've been watching with me, share those stories. Share them. That helps me out a lot. Listen, I, I, I talk in the beginning of this podcast about share, sharing shit. And, and uh, you know, I, I do a lot of things. I put a lot of stuff out there. With the idea that if you put it out there, it will go around, and people who enjoy that type of humor will come to you. So when I say, you know, in the beginning when I joke about bringing friends, I'm I'm half joking, <laughs> you know, bring friends to shows if you like it, they'll like it. You know, that's you, you're I'm doing things with the idea that everyone understands why I, that I do them because I enjoy them, but also so that you'll go. This is fucking funny. This is a guy that I enjoy. Share the story. If you're watching The Bachelorette with me, share those stories. If you see my Instagram post, tag a friend. Tag a bitch, tag a bitch. If you if you're t- listening to the podcast right now and you enjoy, make your Instagram story. Boom. Dear TD Freed, Shelby, and guests, longtime listener, Instagram follower. First time writing in. Feather, feather to you, bro. I'll cut to the chase. Basically, I'm a 39-year-old single male, no kids, never married, originally from New England but now reside in the South. No need to say the state. I will not. I know you normally have younger folks writing in, but I could use a little advice. No problem. Do you have any tips for how to stop putting the cart before the horse? I recently met a girl on an app, had many sexy texts for a week leading up to the first date, which started with nearly immediate hugs and kisses and ended with sex, which was decent. I, that's, a fun, that's a fun thing to hear. if someone, It was deece. Uh I don't even know this girl's last name yet and still learning her sense of humor, which is important to me, and we're still learning what each other is truly about. I'm not saying that this dating will end or that it's all that bad. But how can I stop putting the car before the horse? I've made advances before. I've gotten to know, sir, and I don't want to be hurt if I change my mind and want to introduce dating others. Keep in mind, I've also recently gotten over a long-term past relationship of six years that ended four years ago but remained friends with that girl of the past and had the occasional, if we're both signal, hookup for the past three to four years. But that girl has been, uh, was the best in bed I've ever had but I felt like she wasn't quote unquote the one I do find myself comparing the sex of the past to this new person, but with the new one, it's not as on fire as the current one. The new one it is not as quote unquote on f- on fire as the current one who also purrs like a cat during sex, which is odd, but d- not a deal breaker. I'll take any advice you are willing to give and you have permission to read on the podcast. So thanks so much. Great podcasting. Um, I will say, um, well, I guess his question, if I'm reading this correctly, is that he's gone on this date, he's had sex with her already, and it's great and fine, and he's looking to meet her more, but what if I want to date other people, how do I stop doing that? I think also, when you lead, he said when they first met on the app, um had many sexy texts for a week leading up to the first date. I think when you do that and someone responds to that, it goes both ways. I get a lot of women that send me their texts and the guy will start with sexy texts, quote unquote, and she'll respond to that. And then she'll go, oh, all he wants is sex. And it's like, yeah, if you respond to that, guy, you know, uh, lion's got to eat. Dude's going to dude, Okay. Tiger's going to tiger. Lion's going to lion. Do not be surprised when the dude is going to dude. So it kind of goes, you know, when the finger points, three point back at you. So when you come in with sexy text and the person responds that, yeah, you're going to go down a sexy road and then you're going to have to meet the person. So you're not exactly meeting the person before the sex happens, which, listen, that's the reality you created. That's fine. But... Just know that when you have sex first, you're going to have to disappoint later. If you go out and you if you start with, hey, let's do drinks and you don't get into the sexy tech stuff and you do the drinks and you go to actually meet the person and then get to the sex later, then you're on a better track and you're probably going to go on more dates and you're probably going to go out with more, you know, people that are maybe a little less fun, quote unquote, but you might be surprised too. But it's all about what you're leading with. If you're leading with sex, sex will come. And and you're, if you're leading with sex and they're responding to that, sex will come. If you're leading with drinks and you're talking about family and you're talking about friends, yeah, you're uh, more uh, more talk and fun is uh is gonna come from that. More get to know you. So it's kind of. It's, it's really like what road you're going down from get-go. If you're going down that road of, hey, so what do you look, what kind of panties do you wear? I don't know. That sounded weird even saying it. But I'm saying if you're saying things like that and someone goes, ooh, ah, this, this dude's ready to fuck, yes, you're going to run into, we fuck first, then I'm meeting you. And then I'm going, oh, well, how do I let someone know that I just fucked? That I, well, also getting over yourself. If you're going out on dates, too, that start as sexy, you know, talk, and then and they know that, too. They're adults. I just had someone DM me. They're like, they and, and I was like, it was at a left field. The DM was like, um, we're all adults. So just this is kind of what I'm getting at. The DM was something along the lines of, like, you should understand that being fit is not, you know, the best thing in the world and you should stop glorifying being in shape and uh, body culture. And I was like, what are you referencing? I talk about body issues all the time. I talk about my weight issues. And her point to me was, yeah, when you talk about that stuff, there's better things than being in shape. Just wanted to make sure you knew that. And it's like, yeah, I fucking know that. I had parents. I wasn't raised by wolves. Okay, that's, the, the, the internet is full of people trying to parent other people with parents already that already know these things be good to others fuck off be good to others <laughs> I know I, I, I watched the same fucking dare commercials as you I was in the same health classes I, was in the same, I watched the same magic school bus episodes we, you're not that different from me you're not going to teach me a little something about how to treat others same goes for dating. You go on the date, you start talking with sexy. They come back with sexy. That's an adult. That's a that's a human being that's gonna live on without with or without you. They know what they got themselves into, especially if it's gone well and it's been consensual and you've had drinks and you've had fun and they're on the same page. You can say to someone who you've had sex with, "Hey, this has been a lot of fun, but I'm still dating other people. I just want to let you know. I do want to get to know you, but it, it kind of I just want to make sure you we're on the same page. They're gonna be okay. They're gonna live." J-train podcast at gmail.com, J-train Podcast at gmail.com. I'm Jared Freed. This was an alone episode, baby. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. We'll be back on Friday. Keep sending your emails. Go follow me, Jared Freed, on Instagram, at Jared Freed on Instagram, Twitter, at jtrain56. I'll be doing... My bachelor stuff is up there now, I'm assuming, so go tag a bitch, tag a bitch, tag a bitch. Nashville, Worcester, Seattle. Come on out, bring a crew, Um, and we'll be back next episode. Boom.